Oh anyway. God. <laughs> I'm gonna drop a marker in here that just says cut cut this. <laughs> <laughs>
We got a great sh- we got a great show for you tonight. Um, we are here in the DVD dome. This is the other the other thing I was going to say very quickly is that uh, we're in the same room again. It's been a little while. Yeah, we yeah we've been away from each other like the last couple of episodes, so we're going going vintage DVD. We're going old school, <laughs> old school. We, we actually are going old school because we got like one mic. We're like Nas. All we need is one mic. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny because uh, we uh, we've been doing the show temporally. Temporally, wait—is it hitting? Is it hitting our uh, our listeners square in the temple? Oh snap! <laughs> uh, we've been—we don't have that many episodes. But we've been doing the show for a good while now. I was looking today because, uh, side note, I'm uploading these to YouTube. Um, so I don't know why you would go there if you're already listening to the show. But uh, hi, we'll have the um, link in the description. We'll link in the description to the channel. Um, you gotta but, give me the information so that so I can like um, ma- uh, help manage that as well. So yeah, yeah, totally. It's the same account, dude. So if you log into the Google account, you'll and I, go to YouTube. I, I forgot the password. I'm a, I'm a bad like co-host. <laughs> I, I will share it with you off the air so that we do not invite literally every listener to hack our account. <laughs> Yo, that would be like a great like science experiment just to test to see how many people are actually listening. <laughs> we just discover that it's just like my dad goes in and, <laughs> and uh, Man. puts puts like a fart on there or something. Man. I don't know. Or we can have our PR person, uh, my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. hyping us up in Facebook. I love the official it. the official PR person of uh, of uh, DVD. Okay, but anyway, um, let's get this thing. This is part started. Shall yeah. We? So let's start with playoffs. Insert in, insert um, soundbite here. Playoffs. Playoffs? Let's talk about playoffs. You kidding me? But yeah, just gonna turn him into a song. NFL playoffs. So um, shake it. You know, shake it. Absolutely. Shake it, dude. You should. Yeah, you need to use that somewhere. I don't know where, but you gotta use that. (laughs) Uh, That's like one of my proudest moments of my life. Um, So we are. So we have our two combatants. We have um, Philadelphia and their fan base. I love like the under. I love the dog mask. <laughs> I didn't understand why they were doing that at first, and it just looked weird. So we go. So it's the evil empire knows the Patriots versus uh, um, Rocky's own Philly. <laughs> I think I think a more interesting direction to take this segment. We're gonna have lots and lots and lots of previews of like Chris Long versus the Patriots' offensive line and stuff like Le that. Garrett so, Blunt. So rather than breaking down the football aspect of it, I kind of would like to tackle this idea tackle. of like Patriots fatigue. Uh, yeah, like as a fan, let me ask you: Is it because is it becoming a little bit boring them making it to the Super Bowl almost every year? There's every other year. I struggle with this because they are so so hated by other football fans that I don't. They have the Death Star. There's literally <laughs> nothing I can say to other football fans without looking like an asshole. I never. If looked. I'm if I'm honest and I say, yeah, I'm not really sure that they they're, they're going to win this game. I look like I'm a defeatist Boston fan. If I'm like, yeah, I think they're going to win. I'm a Boston homer. And everyone hates me. Defense, they can get to the quarterback straight up. I mean, come on, Dave. You know what I mean? Like it, it's you just it's sort of like there's there's the fraternity of all of the other NFL fans who can who can talk 
at the water cooler in the morning and then the Patriots, you know what I mean? Because oh it's just like, what do you say at this point that doesn't make you look like a giant douche? You'd be like, just like, like if, like say if they won, like won the Super Bowl. Because you can't. Told you so. Yeah, you can't. You can't ever. You can't. You, you cannot, can't even. You can't even look their direction. Like, you, can't, you can't ever get upset about bad things happening because look, we look really stupid. We both got really upset during the AFC Championship, and we look like spoiled children now because yeah, because you know what I mean. We were just whining the whole time about about the officiating and about you know Grant getting injured Yo, and stuff, and the, they won. Dude, our thumbs were like flaming, like yeah. just texting back and forth throughout the game. Me. Me and, and Dan here. You know what I mean? It, it's like, <laughs> and I sort of just have to not pay attention to that stuff now because it's just like, I'm not going to not support my team. You know, I feel like I, I do my fair share of acknowledging the fact that like Brady is a Trump supporter and Belichick is a Trump supporter and all that horrible, <laughs> gross shit that goes along with that. But They just like him so he can help protect their money. But <sighs> eh, it's sort of like... You know, I don't know. I've been supporting my team my whole life. I don't think supporting the Patriots makes me a Trump supporter. I, I, dang, I, I damn sure ain't no. I've person. given more. <laughs> I, I've given more money to the ACLU in the last year than I have to the New England Patriots. I want to see. If you, so. I, I mean, I want to see. Like, I want to see where this office goes, but uh, I, I don't really have much to say about it right now. Yeah. But anyway, we don't. <laughs> We don't have to go there with it. Well, I but, don't. I don't want to go there with it. But like, but dude, my, pay- my point. My point is, is that like, it's. I get it. I get why everyone's tired of seeing this over and over again. I mean, like, if it was the Yankees doing it, doing this. Oh yeah, no, it would piss me off. Yeah, no, he's a Boston. And, like, he's a Red Sox fan. He's like, yeah, it would. T- <laughs> what I was saying before we started rolling was that I feel exactly the same way about Alabama football. That I, that I feel about about the, that that other people feel about the Patriots. I was rooting for the backup quarterback. I'm guilty. I'm sorry. Like uh, that's the only reason I, I start. I was rooting for Alabama the end because like the backup quarterback was just throwing that ball pretty good. I have this stupid. You know, I have this very dumb stereotype in my head of SEC fans as like these beer chugging, racist, pickup driving hicks from Alabama, which is. A stupid stereotype that is not true, and I know that, but it's like, it's in my head a little bit, and they win every single year, they always get the best players, college football is a fundamentally unfair sport, because the best, the, the schools with the most money and resources always get the best players, and I just find it boring and exhausting I mean, and not fun to watch. I mean, at least college basketball has like the... Uh... The NCAA tournament where there's a lot of variability and stuff. Yeah. And uh, at the very least, Carolina doesn't win every year. <laughs> at the very least, yeah, the best teams have to prove it by literally playing the yeah, little you guys. Gotta, you got to win six in a row. But anyway, so I understand. I, I do. But it's also sort of like, you know. You ain't going to just abandon I, your team. I'm also still going to watch it and enjoy it and be be entertained. But I guess in answer to your question, I find it a lot harder now because they've won so many championships. And including the the greatest one ever last year. I find it a lot harder now to get really, really emotionally invested the way I did when I was younger. But I also think that's just a function of getting older. 
yeah. and having a little bit more perspective and, on and, life. And it's like it's like and, eating, it's like eating cake, man. Like you eat your favorite piece of cake, like your like it's your favorite piece of cake ever, like right? your your favorite flavor. You eat that cake, cool. Then you, you have another slice. It's good, really good. Eat it again. It's like you still like the flavor, but it's like it's not as special. Like the more the more times you have it, the less special it is. Yeah. Like it's never gonna be as special as the first one when they beat the Rams, and that was personally like gonna be like my most special because that was like the that was like the most important Super Bowl I ever shared with my dad because it was my my Patriots going against his St. Louis Rams, a father and son Super Bowl. So that yeah. that can't be topped, but. That but last year's came uh, came very close. But the only the only thing it was just it, like the only thing that was missing was like my dad. Yeah, but <laughs> dude, um, very quickly, do you want to try to do some sort of like record while we watch the game kind of situation? I don't know what your plans are for watching I'm, the game. I'm thinking about like um like and this is the thing like I'm actually planning on going to like my. Uh, my mother's house this year because to me I feel, I'm feeling something is calling me home because some I get like this weird disturbance like what was that that weird like I'm sensing a disturbance in the force. force yeah I'm getting that disturbance of the force because like I feel like this might be the last I'm feeling like hopefully it's not but I'm feeling like this might be our last appearance for a little bit I don't know I'm getting that surreal feeling I I don't I can't explain it. I, this, I can't explain. I just feel like this might be like that last one because if I take it for granted, like, oh, we'll be there next year. Thanks to Noah, like, what if I can't share like a, a Super Bowl with my family again, like, of my yeah. team actually being in it? So I got that surreal feeling right now. And speaking I, of, like, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I think, I think that's fair. Uh, we can kind of get into the I will Skype the translator. You. I will Skype you. Yeah, I just think it would be fun to like, maybe you just like, cut some stuff of us reacting to stuff happening in the game and then we could we could just like edit it afterwards and have like a like clips in our next episode or oh, something i, I, and I you know I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have casey in charge of that because <laughs> because think about it this way especially if they lose oh. and I, admittedly it will be really sad because we'll both be you know we're both gonna get really no matter what we say now we're both gonna get real emotionally invested into it because we always do but it would also prove maybe to to some to some of our listeners that uh, you know we're uh, legit. We're you know what I mean that we're not just we're not just putting our best foot forward. We're willing to willing to maybe be a little vulnerable with our audience. I mean, yeah, and plus, like, I mean, we we've been through like anguish with our, with with our team and stuff. I mean, like, we've we've I mean, we've uh, moved on from eighteen and one, still became struck. Stronger than ever, fans. Um, yeah. Now you are more about like, you're you you've seen Star Wars. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't. And then like people who are like uh, nerdy for that for uh, for that type of stuff will probably have like flaming pitchforks like aimed at my head right now. But I will get to watching those movies. I I swear. But like, tell me the, the deal about the like the Death Star and like uh, like. Was that like, and how does that relate with the Patriots? Like, is, is that like, the, is that like a like a weapon or something? A Death Star? Like, they're gonna fire it to like Philly or something if they end up winning? <laughs> <It's>, uh, 
I see. I see. I remember your, your Nate and Tree was talking about he like will a fire the Death Star to Philly or something, or Philly's fans would just be obnoxious over the win. I uh, <laughs> what I see, I see a lot. I see they use it as a metaphor in sports a lot. In in the plot of Star Wars, the Death Star is a super weapon. Oh, that the Empire yeah. essentially used all of its resources to build almost like an artificial moon with a giant laser in it. Oh, that's um, what that dip was. Okay. so That was it, a laser? Yeah. <laughs> so that it can destroy an entire planet. So literally, essentially... We're going to destroy the entire planet of Philadelphia? <laughs> when you think about it, you know, that movie was written during during like the Cold War, so it was very much the idea of essentially... To keep other people in line, the idea of we're basically going to threaten you with complete annihilation. Everyone on your planet is dead. And uh, it's the the ultimate weapon of, like, enforcing fear and terror. Uh, but in... But, you know, it's also, like, the idea of having all of your resources into this super thing that's impossible to destroy... And so I see it a lot referred to the Warriors as, as a Death Star. <laughs> They're definitely because, the Death Star. Because they just have... Have you seen them play of, basketball? They just have all of the talent, and at any point in time, they can just come online I, and just absolutely demolish let, let me, anybody. Let me, let me tell you, like going on that, I digress a little bit, but I I just like playing like NBA 2K18 or any of the two, like the last, the previous uh, couple of NBA 2Ks. Is it just easy moto if you play the Warriors? Because, like, my little nephew loves, pl- like, taking turns between picking the Warriors or the Cavaliers. And I have to find, like, and I have to find a way to, like, beat him with all that talent. Like, KD, he can hit threes, but he can but also Rockets, drive, dude. but he can also drive to the lane and, and dunk on anybody. Play the Rockets, terrible. dude. Like, I played, I played with the Spurs and I okay. crushed them. Yeah, no, I, like, <laughs> one of my go-to teams, believe it or not, when I, when he plays against when he has the Warriors or Cavaliers, if like if he's like talking that that trash to me, like like he'll like beat me, right? And then he thinks he's like the best best player ever because he used the Warriors or somebody. It's like, yeah, I'm the best. You're trash, man. You're trash. And then I'll pick someone like my one of my go-to teams is the 76ers, and I'll get Ben Simmons on him. It's like well, Ben Simmons and Joe M B. Wasn't that kind of like the owner of the Warriors acting like he's hot shit because he came up with the innovative strategy of acquiring really good players that don't cost much? He, he kind of got lucky. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's like acting. There's, there's just this macho dude thing with like executives where it's not enough to be successful you have to also be smarter than everyone else. Or be right. Like yeah, like Sam Hinkie is like, yeah, if it weren't for the process, we wouldn't have Joe Embiid. Well you missed on like most everybody else. You missed on like every other fucking pick and <laughs> trading his picks away for more picks because it was a scam and we all know it was a goddamn scam. Fuck Sam Hinkie. Hashtag trust the process. <laughs> I seriously like, do. And hashtag great profit Sam Hinkie. <laughs> Every single episode I post, I I hashtag it the process. Uh, as, even uh, in the Boston bro out. Yep. He every wouldn't even end one. that episode. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Every episode gets hashtag. But yeah. The process. So do you think so? Like um, your pick? Um, like because I'm pretty certain we won't have another episode till like after the Super Bowl. So um, I'm going with the Patriots, but nail biter like by three. I, you know, I just like just like the last time they played Philly. So Patriots by three. I honestly believe 
because I've seen this a few places of, of analysts saying that they actually feel like the Super Bowl is a really bad matchup for the Patriots because of the defense. The Eagles, game. the Eagles defensive line is like seven deep um, of just pass rushers. They can rotate in and do all that kind of giant stuff. And wide receivers. They are in a lot of ways better and deeper than the Jaguars. And their offense is built to do what the Jaguars did successfully. Go deep. Um, on, uh, well, you know, the, like, bubble screens and spreads and stuff like that. Patriots defense is not And they like, actually have a proven talent at quarterback. Yeah, and who the hell knows what Foles is at this point. Could he turn back into Foles? Who knows? But, but I don't know, man. It's sort of like... The Giants? So many times the Patriots have pulled this off essentially completely defying and utterly destroying all logic. And so it's, it's, I think that's the real Patriots fatigue is that it's becoming impossible to evaluate them rationally. Dude. I mean, because I mean, how are you going to evaluate them rationally when you have like a Darth hoodie on the side? <laughs> because like they should not have won last year. They, should not have beaten the Seahawks. They should not have been in like ten in their tenth Super Bowl right now. They really, <laughs> you can argue if you look at all the Super Bowls that they've played. The Rams was a really weird ass game, um, and I rewatched that recently, by the way, on, on YouTube, and it was a weirder game than I remembered. There was no offense from New England in that game, and so much offense. Did Ricky Pearl tie the game up? He did. He did in both games. He did. Ricky, he did. He did with the Panthers too. Ricky um, Pearl. The Panthers game was a, was a weird one where they just barely squeaked by. The old, like if you look at all five Super Bowls they played, the most convincing win arguably was the one against the Eagles. I mean, um, even then, we only won by three. Yeah, but you know they were they were up by ten in the fourth quarter, and they kind of had had a pretty. I, I gotta say the ball, point, uh, the ballsy performance that goes to. Um, Terrell Owens, man. Didn't he, like, break yeah. his leg and he came back just for, just in time for the Super Bowl and had, like, over 100 yards receiving? He had metal pins in his foot in that game. Oof. But uh, my point being is that, like, so, so, so many times this team has been in that situation where it's just, like, there is no reason to think that they will win this game. There is no reason to think they're going to convert this play. And they just seem to always do it. And I... I just, like, how many more times does this have to happen where we're just like, I don't, like, and I think it's it's a type of skill that defies projections, or de- at least defies the kind of projection systems that we typically use. Heart, man. Um, Heart. Well, it's not just that. It's the situational aspect mm-hmm. where the Patriots, and, and this was a thing, I guess, pioneered by Belichick, but lots of other teams do this now, but it seems like none of them quite do this better than better than New England, which is they somehow just have practiced every conceivable situation that might happen. I don't know how they find the time to do this or what, but it's like every bizarre situation, we, we're we going to have to convert two two-point conversions to win this game. They just already have the plays. They practice the plays. Oh, we've been practicing those all year. Like they just... No, I mean they've and been had like those plays. Like we're gonna for, have to get an interception at the goal. They've had that. They've had those certain plays for like for at least a decade. Like yeah. the direct snap. Been doing it with Kevin Falk and did it with James White. Yeah, we we like, need a on, we got, need a third and eighteen to our like fourth receiver to to 
to get back into this game. Hey, Amendola's not a fourth receiver. Been, no, I know. But he's not now, but if everybody Dude. was healthy, he would. Dude, Danny playoff, man. But Danny playoff. It's just <laughs> all of this is to say that it, I take New England. What's your what's your score? Um I'm going I'm going to go so the last time they played the Eagles I'm going 20, I'm going 24-21. I was going to pick 24-21 too because that was the score of the last game which last time I picked correctly. Before the game I said it was going to be 24-21 and it okay, was Okay, okay, I'm going to go higher then. 27-24. <laughs> but I think I I agree. I think it's going to be a field goal. It's going to be it's just going to be but we're not I'm going to say this, we're not going to get to that score in the way that we think. It's not so it's either going to be what, are we going to have five safeties or something? <laughs> no, no, no. More like more like it's going to look for a while like one team is going to win and some stuff is going to happen, some weird stuff is going to happen that kind of shifts momentum. Maybe the Patriots go up big early on in that game. Maybe they Maybe McDaniels has has the first couple to drive scripted out, and they score, and they go up like twenty one to nothing, and then you know it's like a big comeback by the Eagles. But it's gonna be, it's not, it's gonna be like like uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Uh, this is not going to happen the way you think. Hey. That's um, my that's my prediction. And uh, and is Gronk gonna play? Uh, I think he plays. He plays. He may not practice, but I think he'll play. I think he'll play. Okay. And maybe he'll even... Well, they they don't let you play uh, if you haven't passed protocol, but maybe if he's not quite up to speed, they'll maybe just use him as a decoy for, for a lot of the game mm-hmm. and then have just a couple plays to run to him at the goal line or something. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, that's my thought. I, I'll say this. If I was going to, like, pick percentages... It would be like 60-40. I would not be at all surprised if the Eagles win this game because... I wouldn't be surprised either. You do not make the Super Bowl if you're a bad team. Period. And so much of what that team has done all year is really special. And I think everyone immediately wrote them off when Wentz got hurt. But they've proved that they deserve to be here and proved that they, they know what they're doing. And Peterson has had his critics too, their coach. And he has shown that he is really turn that team around and that it's a you know a close-knit bunch of guys who really care about each other and all of that matters ultimately and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too I, I'll be disappointed because hey it's my team my favorite team losing but I wouldn't be too disappointed because like this team will have their first Super Bowl win I so Eagles will I have gonna, their first ever Super Bowl win I was gonna bring this up why are there because I've seen a lot of things where people are saying this is like a matchup of like the two most hated fan bases or whatever, and I get why people hate Patriots. I guess the arrogance of the Patriots but, and their fan base, and then the, the obnoxiousness of like Philly, I guess, like... Because, like, keep in mind, man... Why do people hate Philly fans, though? To, like, so, like, here, here's the thing. Just just picture this in your mind. Close your eyes for a sec. It's like, I think, what was it, 1960s or something like that? Yeah, it was the 60s because... Oh, when they... Cause when they, they, they Santa Claus? They, they threw snowballs at Santa... You don't need nothing else. No, but like they they, they booed him and they belted him with with the snowballs because they were mad at their team for winning when they wanted them to tank so they could get OJ Simpson. And they that's took hilarious. and they took out their anger on uh, Santa Claus. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'd never heard that part that they wanted OJ Simpson. They did. Simpson. That was like around that time when they when they wanted OJ. But they hold on, him. rewind for a second. 
That happened like 40, 50 fucking years don't ago. Don't matter. You 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 don't you can't boo and belt Santa with snowballs. No, 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 no. That's like a that's like the ultimate sin, man, for let's, Christmas. Let's take a step back <laughs> and let's evaluate this rationally. But Santa. <laughs> if you're gonna make the argument that that is representative of the whole fan base, if that's the argument, then what percentage if that Okay, let's look this up. Oh, let's boy. Look this up. Hold what on, you, what hold you on, got cooking, man? What you got cooking? Hold on. When got... did Eagles fans <laughs> throw snowballs at Santa? Oh, God. <laughs> I just literally typed that into Google. Uh, Why did they... It was move? a cold winter day in 1968. That's all I needed to know. Okay. So if that was 1968, a person born the year after that is in their, like, 40s now. Mm-hmm. So... The vast majority of Eagles fans were not alive during that era. I think that's fair to Unless say. Unless you have like, like, but I think you under, also underestimate like elder like Eagles fans too. Well, fair. But my point is that like a very large number of Eagles fans were not alive during that era. So how can you say that that's a reflection of them? It's, it's not a reflection of them, but you know what the Eagles fans are capable of. Like, it's fair. <laughs> but I. I don't know. I or, just or you could just or you could just look at the riots from last week when they when they won against the Vikings. The the <laughs> the, the Crisco on the on the fucking poles or whatever that was that was great. And then the guy um, like looking all like looking like this looking so disturbed like he look he was looking that was gotta be the, the most disturbing image I ever saw the guy being handcuffed was he was he shirtless. Oh, when they were fighting at the and, tailgate, and it was like, and his nose was busted, he was bleeding and stuff, and he just had like that, like that missing, like grin, like, eh. <laughs> like I was like, my gosh, faces of PCP. Oh, I don't know if it was that, but I just think it's just like it was something, just pure excitement of being of uh, Eagles winning. They do maybe have adrenaline things, could do that, but that that's a facial they expression. Do, I do like their. Theme I associate song, with drugs. I do like their theme song though. Fly eagles, fly. Like that, all of them singing in unison. You know that they've been craving for like a big win like yeah. that and for a Super Bowl. I and just I would love them to do it, but I I just don't want them to win it and then they'll just never ever 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 shut up about it. Well, it's like I just don't. I I don't know. I think maybe I'm more sympathetic because they haven't won anything. And I remember the story of like the, the Dick Vermeil team and he ended up retiring after they lost the Super Bowl and before then, he came back in the nineties. And then he came back with him run one with the Rams. But, but I guess I, I would like for them to get their ring, but I, but like just the fans, I just wonder how to, how they're going to, they probably won't know how to act, you know, but just tear the damn city down. They do. It's not like, it's like Red Sox fans don't do that. Dude, they like cars on fire. Like too, cars on fire and shit. Like, come on. <laughs> or Canadian hockey fans, you know. Like, oh, man. But I just like wait, okay. Wait, other 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 most hated fan bases would be like Cowboys fans. Oh gosh. Because like they're still they're still thumping their chests about st- shit that happened in 1993. No one cares anymore. Pittsburgh, like most of their Super Bowls came during the Steel Curtain era. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but at least that's a franchise with a lot of with a lot of historical success that you can look back to, and and even with the Cowboys, you can say, okay, this team has won a lot of championships over the years, and they've been even if Jerry Jones is bad at running a football team because he's a shit. <laughs> that, that who's the hey who's the bigger like uh, who's the bigger like of of that like him or. Um, 
like the two guys that moved their respectable franchises to like uh to LA. Like what was that? Uh oh, Cronky Cron- and, uh, and Spanos. Dean Spanos. Yo, yeah. Your name tree always says F U Spanos. Because like didn't like San Diego fans like did a petition to keep them and then he like just behind their backs just He just ignored it. <laughs> that that's terrible. Yep. <laughs> Give a shit. It sounds, it sounds like a. Uh, he does not give a fuck. It sounds like an HBO drama. <laughs> no, it's like, um, yo, that that's actually I think almost exactly how it played out on Ballers. It's like, yeah, keep Oakland uh, in the uh, keep the Raiders in Oakland. Eh, no, we're just gonna move them to Vegas anyway. <laughs> um, but. I don't know. I just I have a hard time like really hating fan bases whose teams haven't won anything because I think I think every fan base has an obnoxiousness factor that ratchets up when they win. Oh god. You know, mm-hmm. Yankees fans are never not going to be obnoxious because their team has just won so much and it's also like what about Chicago Bulls? I get annoyed by fans who celebrate things that happened before they were born. Like, I don't thump my chest about Game 6 of the 1975 World Series, man. I wasn't alive for it. I don't thump my chest about Ted Williams. Or I thump my chest like, oh, yeah, how about that snowplow game? Yeah, like... We and it's also like it works in reverse, right? We don't we don't really have a right to be upset about like the the eighty five Super Bowl because like we weren't alive for it. Like you know, it's not really that's not really our generational moment, you know. I I can joke well, about Bill Buckner because I didn't live through it. You know I, I, mean? I can't joke about that because like, his dad put me on blast when I, when I just mentioned the name. He was like, "No, we don't. We don't talk about that here." <laughs> he could like deny me pizza rolls like, <laughs> for that. <laughs> oh God, no! You gotta have those pizza rolls, man. Dude, I need to. We need to like go take a field trip to Moyot so we can like pick up those pizza rolls like that. <laughs> oh like, man! Like go my Tortinos. Okay, so... So, you want to talk about that process again? What the f*** happened to Markel Fultz's jump shot? Injuries is one... Is what? Injuries is one hell of a drug, I guess. Like, because I'm thinking about, like, what happened to John Lester in uh, MLB, where he just can't throw to first base. Like, he just can't do it. Well, he can't throw to first base? Nope. Yeah. He just, for whatever reason, can't do it. He'll practice it a million times. Can't do it. And then in front of a crowd... Can't do it. Can't do it. And it's just weird. It's it's the yips, basically. It's it's a very weird mental, psychological thing that happens where your brain interferes and short circuits your muscle memory, basically. And you see that with Fultz, where he's thinking he about has, he has like he jumps like 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 he started, but then it's like he when he goes up, he kind of hitches. He kind of has like a hitch with it, with like his shooting arm, and he looks like he just kind of pushes the ball instead yeah. of arcing it. And what it looks like to me is that it's sort of like he's thinking. He's clearly thinking about every jump shot as he takes it. Don't screw it up. Don't. Oh, and then and then it just goes like really bad. And and that's in practice. 
Like, you know, you watch you watch guys in like an NBA game, even players who aren't very good. They're clearly playing instinctively. They're not really thinking about what they're doing I mean, while they're doing I it. I mean, think of Sean Marion, man. He had an ugly shot, but he went in, still went in because yeah. he was Sean Marion. And, you know, when you see guys who, <laughs> when you see guys in interviews and the interviewer is always like, what just happened there? Take us through what was going through your mind. And the guy's always just like, oh, I don't know. I just put a good swing on. You know, you know what I mean? It's like. Because just they don't know, they don't know what happened. Sling it, kid. They practiced it. <laughs> sling they it. practiced it a million freaking times, and just let instinct take over when they were playing. I don't know, man. And Maybe they should play for overtime. Just sling it, kid. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I the other the other aspect of this is I don't know if I've ever seen a like number one pick almost immediately look like. Oh God! Is Anthony Bennett? Hello. Who? Anthony Bennett, who's pretty, like, who I just deem as like a, a scapegoat number one pick that the Cavaliers made like a year year before, like uh, like LeBron like signed back, rejoined them in, in that summer. Oh, okay. I think that was kind of in the period of time where I was not following the NBA I think, as closely. Uh, somebody was like, I forgot who it was, but like uh, the dude was like, what? Like one of the answers, like what? Like when when they made that pick, because it was just so off the wall. Weird. Yeah. Um, but like he's out of the league, I think. Greg Oden, maybe. That was he was just derailed by injury. Cause, like, but yeah, like he was he was just hurt a lot. And yeah, and he just could never like get on the court. He was not great when he played, but no, we really like, we really won't ever know what he could have turned into. Well, we know what KD turned up to be. And, you know, but I'm trying to think of, like, other, you know, Jamarcus Russell, maybe. Oh. But, and again, like, it's still really, really early in the game with Fultz, and we don't we don't know what's going to happen. He could still figure it out. Um, this, is only wait, like, wait, wait, wait. this is only, like, six months after he was drafted, but... Wait, didn't, like, um, hold on. Didn't Carolina draft, like, Chris Winkie, number one? Wasn't I don't think it was number one because wasn't there wasn't there number two overall pick for Julius Peppers? I don't I don't know when he was. Drafted. I think they drafted. Hold on, because remember they did not have the number. They went one in fifteen, but they did not have the number one pick that year because that was the year the Texans came into existence. Oh, I, I thought Winky was like a second or third round pick that year. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Julius, Julius Peppers Pepper. number two. Uh, Bryant McKinney. Oh, man. Quentin Jammer. Quentin Jammer. Roy Williams, the strong safety. Jeremy Shockey. Dante Stallworth. Oh, man. Albert Hainsworth. <laughs> TJ Duckett. Ed Mother... Ashley Lalee. Ashley uh, I love that name. Javon Walker. Ashley Lalee. That's like Daniel Graham. That's all the Patriots. Dude, that's one of my favorite like names of all time. Ashley Lalee. I just love him in the commentary announcement. Philip Buchanan. Ed. William Green. Ed. Ed. Mother. Reed. Lito Shepard. I remember Lito Shepard. He was Mike, pretty good. Mike Rumpf. Jeremy Stevens. Patrick Ramsey. Oh, Josh. I remember, pa- I remember Patrick Ramsey, man. Josh. He was not good. Jamar Gaffney, there he is. Tank Williams. Tank Williams? I don't even remember I think that I've name. Been- <laughs> Rache, Rache Caldwell, <laughs> Clinton Portis. Oh yeah, I remember he was a second rounder. I still haven't found. I remember Michael Lewis, Antoine, Brown. Antoine Randall. Literally, L. The, 
that was the year the Eagles just drafted an entire new se- uh, secondary. Antoine Randall L. I remember Antoine Randall Dion L. Antonio Br- Bryant. Wait, dude, Dion Branch from Louisville. Wow. Dude, I love how like we were talking about we were talking about basketball and we just go back to like talking about like uh oh Josh McCown and we're just talking about like football again. <laughs> Aiken Adele, I remember Aiken Adele. Anyway, Fultz is a fed up jump shot. End of topic. Mm. And uh Danny Ainge was And like, Jason Tatum is amazing. Yeah, Danny Ainge is looking much better about that trade. But like, here's what I I Oh, he's drafting like Fourth round, round. Fourth round, pick one oh six, okay. But, okay, so I think the other interesting aspect of this is given how great of a start Tatum is off to and that Tatum has kind of hit the ceiling of what his projection was potentially and could could even get better going forward uh, and how Foles, well, Foles, Foles, (laughs) how Foles is... Is that Freudian slip there? Not even playing. What would have to happen for like five years from now for that trade to be considered good for the 76ers. Like he would have to come back and be like one of the best players in the NBA. Right. Yeah. Fultz would have to be. It's it's such a bad start right now, which he could. And I think it's still not out of the realm. Do you think he can do it? I think he can. I mean, there's Uh a, I I don't see it like based off track records of like, like especially with bad starts to like number one overall picks. I I don't I, I feel this is the danger zone right now and it's unless folks fix it real quick I I right now I see him as a bust right now even though he hasn't played because the track record with one, number one overall picks aren't great. The biggest thing is that he needs to. I think a big thing that happens to guys is early on they. If you lose confidence early on, that can be really, really hard to recover from. And and you see that a lot with, like, young quarterbacks where you get tossed in, and if you're not immediately successful, it's really hard to to kind of recover from that. Look what, look what happened to David Carr. Yeah, you know, you just get sacked so much, or you just throw so many picks, and then, you know... Yeah. And I just don't, you know... There's always this thing that happens where the coach gets pressured to put the young guy in. Young guy plays badly. Coach yanks young guy in the middle of a game for no reason. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that always happens. And it's like, you know, you that's how you destroy somebody's car. Or like what happened to Vince Young. Where Jeff Jeff, Fisher is what happened to Jeff fucking Fisher. (laughs) Was constantly kind of dangling, dangling the hook. You know, no. I might pull you. I might pull you. How many careers has Jeff Fisher destroyed? I'm going to, at some point, maybe we'll just do an entire episode on how terrible Def, Jeff Fisher is. Jeff Fisher? Like, instead of Def Leppard, Def Fisher? Def, Def Jam Records. He <laughs> uh, jammed a, them all right. I'll do a, I'll do a, uh, I'll do a massive amount of research and just hey. research all of the players hey. that ever played for Jeff Fisher. Hey. He was deaf to like the criticism and to like the to like the the people trying to you know steer him the right path, and he jammed the, all the players involved. Deaf oh. jam. I don't really know where I'm going to go with this, but 
I just wanted to bring it up because it is a sports story. The 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 Larry Nasser thing. Um, oh, just because I think we'd be remiss if we didn't bring it up. I know it's not it's not fun or easy to talk about, but uh, what his victims did and the bravery that they showed coming forward, I think, mm-hmm. is our society needs more of that. But it also needs it also needs us to listen our yeah and and i want to like specifically us as men yeah we need to listen like and the thing about it is like my girlfriend like, like talks about this like uh, she, uh and she really is passionate about this it's like as a woman she doesn't feel safe like ever because because yeah. it's every day there's like men like they're objectifying her like physically mentally emotionally or something like that like she has like them worried about them like looking at her or just seeing her as like a sex object uh, instead of just like a human being with thoughts and feelings just like just like every person like every other person in this in this world and like and also fearing like hey if if i am not nice to this person if instead I reject this person or hey if I turn them down on a like uh she ain't gotta worry about that with me of course because we're, we're dating but say if she she was single or other women like women who are single like they worry a fear about turning a guy down because they literally fear their lives because like the possibility of them ge- actually being killed yeah you just as, never... she was, as she was telling me like normal statistic is like like a normal killer for, of women is like men and I was like nope that we need more, uh, uh, like, uh, like bravery stuff, like you were saying, but we need more, like, men just, just knowing when no is no, and no, and and knowing when to not be an idiot and just and to stop taking advantage of women. That's we need more of that. Just, just to stop, stop the, stop the bullshit. Like you gotta be respectful. You can't be like, don't be violent. Don't be like, overly advancing and like trying to force yourself on somebody or or just treating them as if like they're a second class citizen because that's not right and then taking advantage of people like that's just like, you and people men got to be res- men got to stand up and be responsible it's it's sad in a sense i guess that it takes the bravery of victims to to speak out but they shouldn't be victims in the first place and that's because the, that's the messed up part of it. there is no way this dude couldn't have been doing this for many 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 years um, just like just like at Penn State with the Joe Paterno thing, there's no way and, it could have happened for so and long so without see nothing without a lot of people knowing about it and choosing to do nothing, and that is so much more prevalent than you think it is because and, of like politics and like power. Well, also just like the fear of being associated with it. I think it's so much easier to pretend that the world is a lot more normal than it is. It's much easier Mm. to pretend I didn't just see that. I didn't just hear that. I'm going to go home to my family now, you know, and I I don't really have a point with this. No, I I see, I see your point. It's like, there needs to be more like, Hey, if there's some bullshit, you need to stop it at its tracks right then and there. While mine is like, we need to like, make sure there's no bullshit to begin with. It needs to come from men. Like having the awareness and then try to strive to be better than what the world is. You've gotta, you've gotta be, be it 
but you also have to say it. And I think a lot of us struggle with the saying it part. And I know that can't just be me because it's not, it's not like there is bad guys hiding behind every bush. Like it's, it's people that you and I know that we are even friends with that we are. And I'm not saying this in like an accusatory witch hunt kind of sense, but what I mean is that we all, and you and me included in some ways, Mm -hmm contribute to and create this culture and have a responsibility to change it. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, Oh man, look at how woke I am. It's like, this is pretty much like just the baseline level of being like a decent human being. (laughs) Like, but anyway, I don't know. I'm, I'm just rambling now because I was was just thinking about it. And I didn't, I didn't want to do a whole happy go lucky episode where we don't, we don't acknowledge the story at least. Yeah. And, and like, I, and like my big responsibility is like teaching the people that's going to be coming, coming after, like coming after me, like my little nephew, my little cousin, like, Hey, like they're, they're teenage boys right now. So I, I feel like a responsibility. I kind of got to get them ready. Yeah. Like, Hey, this is the world is like, please don't be this guy. Like try, like, I I feel like I need to plant the seeds. I'm like, try working on the solution opposite of what's going on right. And now. they're they're not dumb. They see what's in the news. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like they might they're be, probably they're, asking they're this, at the age group, but they might be confused. Oh, hey, why is this happening? Yeah, they're probably asking themselves, why the hell did this happen? How how is this guy allowed to do this for so many? I mean, like we all are really, but like this world is just it it has its challenges and they're. There's beautiful sides of the world, and it's, and there's an ugly side to it. But trying to put in as much good as you can, as, like to try to help this world grow instead of like having this world like rot and fall. And the other thing I would say, just to very briefly wrap up, is you know what? I think the other part of this is that people like us are sometimes in a well-meaning way, afraid to have these conversations because we're afraid of saying something wrong. You know, my point being is that that's, you know, if someone calls us out for something that we didn't mention or something that we were insensitive about or something that we just didn't understand, I would rather react like, Hey, what, what was it? What about it? You know, help us do better. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm inviting listeners mm-hmm. to to reach out to us and talk to us about this, if you if you would like. Um, we we welcome your words because that's how we grow. Because we we're we're all not one per one person is not going to have the same thoughts as another. Yeah, these conversations need to happen, and it's. It's very easy to kind of not see the connection between the way you interact with other people and these horrifying ways in which society fails other people. And I think it's just important for us all to kind of acknowledge the shared responsibility that we have for these mm-hmm. things. Sometimes you get sometimes you got to be real and you got to acknowledge what's out here. So, and I mean, it's. I think that goes into the, the therapeutic nature of this show because oh, I haven't really had a chance to talk to anyone about this, so I, I appreciate yeah, it. Same here. I'm like we we as like um like 
as like a group on this podcast and just as a as a, a group of, of this world here uh we just we gotta learn to like to heal like just we just gotta be able to learn learn to heal as individuals and as a unit so yeah because like if you if you're hurt if you're hurt all the time like how can you progress if you don't heal exactly and mm-hmm. and this show is very very broy sausage festy sometimes and very happy go lucky and i don't want to just but i don't want to just hide behind privilege and just completely push past this issue as though it never happened i want to try i really want to try to try to go somewhere productive with it you say so, you say privilege yeah my white privilege male privilege oh male privilege we you have we, white and you uh, and like you have white male privilege absolutely I and do. i have black male privilege so that's like oof that's mm, it's that has its own challenges yeah and i mean we've, <laughs> we've 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 talked about race on this show a few times and it's it's a similar thing where it's like the conversation needs to happen mm-hmm. and you and i are at least comfortable enough with each other that we can Word. talk openly about it and mm-hmm. it's something that i value So we have to talk about we have to talk about fucking Vince McMahon. Okay, uh, can I can I do it? This is the X F <laughs> So I did read the article, but is he actually gonna still call it the XFL? As far as I know, yeah. Which I just find hilarious because I don't know, but like anything can happen. But so. The, the broad strokes of it is that Vince McMahon is reviving the failed uh, 2001 competitor to the NFL, the XFL. Were they really a competitor, um, though? It was an attempted competitor. <laughs> the USFL arguably did a much better job of doing this before Donald Trump ruined it. Um, they, they still have, like, those $3 checks they haven't picked up yet. <laughs> literally, I love... That's one of my favorite... I always I always say this. This is my favorite piece of trivia. It's I I really enjoy this story. Not enjoy. That's that's the wrong word. I uh I don't know. I'm horrified and disgusted by this story that like we could have had a decent competitor to the NFL if it wasn't for Trump ruining it. And uh literally the jury didn't award them. They won the case and the jury didn't award them any money because they hated Trump so much. And he was such an asshole that they didn't want to to give him a real victory. Because some things never change. And so, <laughs> so, but it's funny how these things always tend to come full circle. That, like, full circle. for some reason, the president of the fucking United States felt the need to like attack the NFL for some reason. Hmm, this, that sounds like a clinky, like a, a not so much of a clinky thing, is it? Or when his when his when his uh, his um, administration was trying to get Jamel Hill fired, as though that has anything to do with what the president's job is. But anyway, point being, Vince McMahon is bringing back the XFL, 
And I'm kind of excited because I, I kinda, I'm excited because I want to see where it goes, where where he actually puts in time and work and effort into it. Like, because remember when they announced it, they put the football product in the following year after his announcement. Yeah. That means people were rushed in and had to like do like training camp for like three weeks. And they and the product suffered because it was like really, really bad football because yeah. the teams didn't have enough time to prepare or like and plus they didn't know what the heck they were doing because they were just it seemed like they were just kind of making it up as they were going along. What if what if Colin Kaepernick play for the XFL? <laughs> There's a zero percent chance. Although he was he was asked directly about whether Colin Kaepernick would be available to play in the league because Kaepernick has never because what he said he said two things. He said that uh, they would not allow people to kneel during the anthem and that they would not allow any criminals. Kaepernick, you know. He said for, if he, if he you, said he would stand for the anthem if he meant playing for football, playing football again, he would. Kaep- Kaepernick has never, is, is not a criminal. He's never been, he's never been convicted of anything. Uh, but there was that so, dicey thing with the whole like sexual the case. Yeah. Thing. So that's, that's another thing to, to kind of uh, lay out there. But, but he's, he's squeaky clean. So, but the point is, um, it's, it's a very different, weird, weird brand than, cause the original XFL was like they, violence and boobs. That was the and selling w, point. And WWE, because like, yeah, it, it had WWE, and all, I think he's trying to distance himself so far that he so, he distanced himself so far from WWE that he's and, going so far right. And I don't, I don't understand Cause like you're because you're going away from your mo. If you're gonna start a football league that's meant to be essential, like what is the sell here? Is it it's a wholesome alternative to the NFL? It's a is it a safer cr- alternative? Is to it the a NFL? Christian? Is it a Christian version of it? Are players gonna be required to sign like statements of faith before they take the field or something? Like I don't understand oh, what the Tim sell Tebow, is. Hey, Tim Tebow confirmed for 2020. Then seriously though, why? Yo, they're, cre- should go. they're creating a league so Tim Tebow can win a Super Bowl. Dude, <laughs> if I were Vince McMahon, I would go and offer Tim Tebow like $100 million to play in the XFL. I would. You ain't going to have enough money for, like, for that. Like, it, it, you ain't gonna Do whatever you have to do to get the money because... Dude, just pay him a Jay Cutler deal. That's all you need to do. Because... Pay him or, yeah, even offer him million. like $30 million to play one year. No, I'm, no $10 million. I'm giving him ten million because no, you like, gotta go more than that because the league ain't gonna have that type of money to offer, man. It's true. It might just take like just a hundred million dollars just to keep it, like, like well, that'd be the whole. Thing. Well, he's funding all of this by selling a bunch of his WWE stock, and uh, it's it's entirely funded by him so far, as far as I understand. What was the the, um, the anthem? But, what was it? Anthem Entertainment. No, it's it's something else. But it's um, the point is. They brought in Tebow, man. They would print money because oh my god! I because essentially, I think I think his sell is it's essentially he's he's wanting to provide a product to the people who stopped watching the NFL because of the national anthem protests, or maybe because of Ray Rice too. Oh. Um, and maybe because of C- well, probably not because of CTE, because I'm sure he's going to want to make it more dangerous. But it's that he probably won't make, try to make it as dangerous. I think he's, the, he's he's I think he's his focus is to make it a lot more polished than it was because like hey we're gonna have uh, like a we're gonna have like a few years like to to, to do this so 
The problem is, and where I think this is a major miscalculation, is that I don't think that is a very large number of people. It's not. Like, NFL ratings, yes, have declined this year. But, but as they've long been, as it's football, it's they've been going. Dog, they've been as high as ever during the playoffs. And because who knew, like, people loved the playoffs? Who knew? And who knew? The NFL's, I've, I've said this a number of times, maybe not on this show, but the NFL's major problem is its on-field product is really bad uh, and has been for a while. And that's the problem. All of these other things are secondary to that problem. Um, I mean, what do you expect when they keep getting young guys out there to replace like veterans? Because let me tell you, man, I know some people who... Uh, who? Wait, you know the mafia? At least claim no. You know people? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I know some people who claimed that they stopped watching the NFL because of the anthem protests. They claimed they definitely were posting "Yay Eagles" last week, so they were watching. They they came back. <laughs> they came back for the fucking playoffs because their team was in it. So and you never they never doubt the power of E A G L E Eagle. Hey D D, you know what that's called? That's called hypocrisy. hypocrisy at its finest, man. Flying eagles fly. So what happened, bro? Malcolm Jenkins is on your team too. The Poxy is so. flying high like the Eagles right now. What happened? What happened? What happened to your your strong moral conviction and love of America? What happened to that, dude? Playoffs happened, dude. Playoffs, man. You... Two things. I don't think people are going to care anymore by 2020, for one. And three, like I said, I just don't think that that audience is that big. You know? Am I, am, am I like the small percentage that just wants to see what, like, uh, like, um, what Vince does because like, I want to see what, what he does, but he has more time and see how, um, how much he distanced himself from like that WWE style and then like, see what the final product is going to be and what play I'm, I'm actually interested in seeing what players we find fell by the wayside. I mean, think about it. Like he found like, uh, Tommy Maddox and Jose Cortez and, and, uh, let's not forget Rob. He hate me smart. Rod who played, smart. Who played for the hometown Panthers, man. In the, and they got, they were in the Super Bowl. Rod, he hate me was in the Super Bowl. And the only, and the, and the only travesty was that he could not have that on his, on the back of his jersey. He would, and they, and they were saying to Dr. Ray, remember, they were, Vince was planning on making him the, their spokes, like, uh, making him their, um, Oh, not spokes, but but like their um, what is that? Posts like their their, their like their uh, the 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 league's poster child, the face, the face, yeah, the face, uh, yeah, yeah. What is your? Because you're 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 a big wrestling fan, so you're very familiar I'm, with Vince's. I think work. I think I'm more casual these days, but yeah, I'm I'm a fan of wrestling. Yeah, but you're a fan, so you 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 know what his kind of business mo is. What what is your read on this? What's the what's the sell here? What is he what is he selling? Because he's not he's not clearly not selling WWE part two. He's selling something completely different from last time. And night. that I cannot like I can't really say because like this is foreign to me because like now it's like going as far as way as it can from the WWE. So like I don't know how he operates outside of that that type of realm. Um I don't think it's a good idea for him to 
the go away from uh, what made the X, the original XFL great. Like, did did it have its like bad stuff? Yeah, it had terrible football and had like like tasteless jokes and stuff. And yeah, it was sexist as heck. But keep in mind, like the stuff they had, like you know, they had the mics, like players mic'd up. NFL used that now. The um, Sky Cam. Cam, they use that now too. Um, but like they were like. Um, rebels like hey we're we're not trying like the be all like you know upstanding like the nfl and you know like being super high quality and all that like 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 being like um like all this world mass appeal we're gonna do what we want and how we want to do it and i don't think and i, and I think he's going away from that business model right now because it's like well we're going from like this rambunctious renegades right to going to like oh yeah we're, we're gonna have this sweet product for all you guys who like who, who bleed patriotism all day all night like i don't i really think that i hope they try to shift from that and i also shift from like people who like who've been in trouble in the past as so, like like you got to like at least like broaden out your like your talent pool so i really feel like right now like he's gonna like I, I feel like he's gonna change his mind. And if he don't, I think he's gonna be in trouble because yeah. him going him going far right compared to like what this two thousand like uh, the the two thousand one incarnation of that was, and um, not and like not opening his league up to as many players as possible to possibly find someone that's good. It just probably like just you know had like bad luck or just couldn't like or just made like a bad choice in the past. Like I feel like. It's a you turn make a lead that's kind of closing like a lot of opportunity out, and I don't want that. Like I'm curious about the XFL because you know I was a fan. I watched it because it was like hey WWE, and also it was like it was football, football. I like football. I, see, I did not know that you actually watched it. I watched at some that of time. Uh, I watched huh. a couple. Yeah, I watched a couple. Like that's why I knew about like uh, Tommy Max and like Jose Cortez kicking barefooted. So I remember, I remember yeah. hearing about that, but I never, I never yeah, watched, I watched it. Yeah, I watched I didn't like I watch just... it. I didn't watch it religiously, but I remember I tried to watch it because like it was football and it was yeah. WWE. Like, and I'm a young kid. I'm like, come on, like I was entertained by that. Like, but I just, I think he's going like too far, like away from what made the XFL great, and I, and I just don't want that to bite him and in, in, bite him in the behind later. Because like. So, because I, I, I want it to succeed, I, I would like, and I'm interested to see what what will happen. But I just don't want it just like to crash and burn again. Well, because think about it like this: the the thing that I've always hated about the NFL's sort of and Vince Man is also sexist, and he's like greedy and all that stuff. So yeah. he's oh my gosh, it's so. He pretty much kind of shares probably similar qualities of like of of Trump and all that stuff. But whatever. But but I guess. The thing that I've always hated about the NFL's sort of ethos is this ethos. I this idea of like moral enrichment from pro football as though like like pro football is sleazy and violent and it's a corrupt sport run Dude. by a bunch of morally bankrupt billionaires. Blitz, Blitz the league was like a was like a uh, a more realistic interpretation. I really don't need the NFL to, to you know, what I mean, I don't, I, I don't get moral enrichment from watching pro football. Like, ballers, I don't become a better person like, watching pro football. Like, ballers, it's, an, it's a goddamn entertainment product. Uh-huh. It's no different than like 
an action movie with a crap ton of CGI explosions and boobs. Like, yeah. that's what it is. Ballers, uh, Ballers was like, it's kind of like a more realistic uh, interpretation of like, uh, like it's behind the scenes in football. Yeah. Like with Dwayne Johnson. It's, and um, Playmakers. Remember Playmakers? Yeah. Pretending it's anything else is just becoming harder and harder to believe. And think about it. It doesn't, and I don't mean to say that like, oh, all the players are bad or terrible people. It's not, it's not that. There are many great guys who play, who play football, who are nice people. That's not my argument. My argument is it is, it's a business that operates like any other business. It is not, it is not some greater than life American social institution that is, you know, this great paragon of our culture. Get like, on that your is feet. a stupid argument, and it's always been a dumb argument. Get on your feet for the Star Spangled Fly. I missed that song. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting all day <laughs> for, for Sunday, Sunday night. <laughs> Why'd they get to change that song, man? Why did they? <laughs> um, like, and, and plus, like, as you were saying, like, before we were rolling, like, like Vincent Mann, he operates in a business where... Not all the wrestlers are saints. I mean, yeah. And that's completely sidestepping. Like, he has people that violate the wellness policy. Just recently, I saw like one of their tag team champ, like one half of the tag team champions on SmackDown had a DUI. Still and still has the, uh, the yep. championship and, uh, and still and has TV time and all of that. So explain that. So how can he still be on your on your team making you money? But you're saying someone who's had DUI, nope, sorry, you can't be here. That's yeah. hypocritical. Yep. You got people that's had DUIs or made wrong choices all the, like, like, like throughout, like all throughout your roster. But you're going to go and say for this, for this new reboot here, like back in the time where, oh, you wouldn't have mattered. You would have taken them anyway. Yeah. But here you're like, no, well, this time, nope, we can't take them. And because this is going to be an upscale football. Are you kidding me? And it's like, okay, regardless of what Vince says. And regardless of Vince, they're always going to think of him WWE guy first. Yeah. Same thing with Linda McMahon, which she ran for, like, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Senate in, uh, in Connecticut. Always was attached to WWE. Of course. And, and, and I'm pretty sure that that's but, what killed her campaign. But, uh, so, regardless of what Vince says, he's a businessman first. So, what happens if... What happens if the best player in his new league gets a DUI or is accused of domestic violence or sexual assault or something? What happens? He's like if this screwed? if it's like a Tim Tebow level star. I'm not saying Tim Tebow specifically, but if oh it's my a, gosh, if it's, that, that that would be the that would be Armageddon of the world. If it's, if it's, <laughs> if it's someone, no, what I mean is if it's someone who is basically single handedly printing money for his league. Is that person going to be kicked out of the league? I nope. highly, nope. highly doubt nope, it. Nope, they'll sweep it on the road. And, Mm-mm. you know, that's the real test. Or they get like, some attorneys to protect them. Who knows? It's and, and the NFL was has never been able to pass that test. If someone is talented enough, Jameis Winston, they play. And that's just period how it works. If someone is good enough, talented enough, it doesn't matter. Ben and, Roethlisberger. And... Yeah, and, <laughs> and you see it in other industries too, like Greg like, Hardy, and he still was able to get a job even after all that. Yep. And then he was just such an idiot to the point they had no choice but to from to kick him out of the league. Yeah, he was a fucking idiot. But now he's like beating but, people up in MMA. But hmm. that's my point anyway. That 
if 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 Vince is going to come along and say that his new his new league his new company is going to be better than that, I don't believe it for a second. And if he's trying to get the type of audience that he's trying to get, it's, it's too too much of a niche audience. It's the and, funny thing is, I just don't think it's it's sustainable. What that's going to turn into is that's going to turn into PR wars, where it's going to be all about how to craft and mold the perception. And that is exactly what the NFL is. So what is he giving us that's any different from what we already have? Man. That said, that said, it there's no way that this will not create some entertainment because it's going to be just so weird and so off the wall. And it's going to be, and I'm probably going to watch it too. I mean, but... I mean, it's, it's not the i it's it's not the fact that it won't be watched. It's just a matter of after week one, will people still be watching? That's the key. That's what happened the first time, week one of the first of the first and only season of XFL. People watched. That was like their best ratings. Yeah. And then week two onwards, they just drop week the week the week drop 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 yep. drop drop. So people flock to the new thing to see if it's going to fail or float. Yep. After that, once they got their general idea or their made their uh, got their opinion and made their minds up, can't change after that. And then if if the general consensus says, "Hey, this is terrible, and we're not watching it," then the rays are going to reflect that. And something else that he said, where he was talking about like. I mean, it was like corporate jargon, but he was talking about, like, multi-platform and connecting with fans in new and different ways. I do wonder if, like, they might do something real crazy, like stream only or some sort of subscription service. Or make he hate me as a as a, as a head coach for a team. <laughs> just make it in, happen. That will print money right there. Just, he hate me to coach. Just go in without without cable, maybe. Who knows? I, I doubt that because Netflix. again, <laughs> it would probably be like Twitter or, or Facebook Live, wouldn't you think, or some other Amazon, I mean, some other platform I mean, like Netflix that. Netflix might be, yo, Netflix is desperate for sports. Imagine, imagine Netflix will throw like if they'll throw like thirteen million at a at a a bomb of a comedy special of Amy Schumer, they will certainly throw money at a uh, possible football alternative. Netflix will throw money at anything, really. Netflix. So my point exactly. Netflix. Can, if 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 you want like live football games or something like that or streaming, like like being able to watch football games, they like that they, they can get their own rights to. You that could, place could do it, man. You could sneeze onto a onto a blank sheet of paper uh, near a Netflix executive, and they would go out and hire a famous actor and director to to create it. Then why ain't we doing that instead of this right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. We're yeah. What's going on here? Anyways. Hold on, let's do our weekly, not weekly, I guess, our every episode uh, Twitter Twitter check-in. Oh, no. Because um, we, ha- we, have, we have some Twitter followers I now. I sent something to, to, the wall, to the wall. We have, uh, we have, we're being followed by Tipping Pitches, at Tipping Pitches, yeah. which is a baseball podcast. 
Um, I have not vetted any of this, so I really hope I'm not shouting out some, like, alt-right people or something. Uh, and then I'm being followed by Tyler James NBA, who is, uh, host of the new podcast Celtics and Chill. Oh. So, uh, hey, and then everyone else that is following me is, uh, friends or family members. Uh, including you, you're following the podcast right now. Yo, Corey, yo uh, did, did you just get the message I sent the sent to the podcast page of like that? Like that's how the half, the first half ended. The ball just got stuck in the in between the, just got stuck in the rim, <laughs> in the backboard. <laughs> oh, Duke, I hate you, Duke. Hey, um, <laughs> if you, uh, this is definitely in the spirit of the show, even if it's not in the. Um, even if it's not in the subject matter, mm-hmm. a fantastic follow on Twitter is at Hot Metal Takes. It is a Twitter account entirely dedicated to finding the worst opinions about heavy metal oh. and uh, and retweeting them. Oh. So sort of like at Best Fans in Baseball, uh, which is a um, which is an account that collects all horrible things that. Cardinals fans have said. Oh no. Um it's in the same vein as that. It is a fantastic Twitter follow if you are at all into heavy music because let's be honest, uh there aren't many groups of fan bases that are more more at times toxic than uh than football, but I would definitely put metal on the list. There are some fucked up people in the metal community. So uh anyway, Well, yeah, on that note, man, like, so overall, we're going to put this show on uh, on a close, and we're going to hit the road, but we're trying to bring you another episode sooner rather than later, probably be after the Super Bowl, so we can either, uh, either arrogantly gloat about the pages winning, or we can cry in disappointment of, uh, of us losing uh, and bow down to the Eagles for their first uh, championship. Congratulations, Eagles fans. <laughs> yeah, man, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, man, but... On that note, this has been uh, D with two E's. And right. with an A-N. Yep. Just thank you again for just listening. All five. I'm gonna I'm gonna go like the over here and say our five listeners. Um. Uh, bear in mind, we also have uh, we're also uploading episodes to YouTube now. Our uh, it's previous episodes. It is, I believe, just Dan versus D Sports and stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um. So you can find us there and listen to literally this exact same episode again for some reason. I don't know why you do that, but it's there. Um, so that uh, that does it. I uh, hope you all have a have a wonderful week and really get to enjoy uh, some really good, predictable Super Bowl action. Yeah, and just want to say, just um, enjoy life, uh, be good to one another, and be true to yourself. And Enjoy the, the world of sports and stuff around you. And I'll simply say this. Listen. When other people talk to you and try to tell you things, listen. Don't, don't shut them out. Don't pretend like you know everything. Listen and really listen. It's, and stand up for what's right. And yes, we can, we can all do better and we all must better so uh yeah trust the progress
That, if you don't know, that was the sound of me literally facepalming. I literally smacked myself in the face. As the world just progressed, and we gotta trust, we gotta trust our progression. So. That is very true. Uh, <laughs> Sam Hinkie will lead us all. The great prophet will lead us all from uh, from the dark, <laughs> the dark recesses of 2018. I don't know. Anyway, that's it. Yeah, no. Hey, uh, like say say your say your line, dude. Like about hugs. Oh, you right. That, I completely forgot about that. I don't uh, let him forget that. I love that's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could just hug you all, but I'm not gonna. But too late. I'm gonna hug you instead. Uh, <laughs> I just hugged Dan. <laughs> I got a virtual. You all are you all are witnesses to uh, to a hug. <laughs> anyway, bye. Pretty much, man. And same here. I this guy got me eating tofu. <laughs> I mean, I won't go out of my way to eat it, but if it's on the menu, I will eat it and I will enjoy it. So yeah. <laughs>